Happy is the nation that knows the the Torah, the shofar blast. Adonai be'or panecha ya'alechun. Hashem, in the light of your countenance, ya'alechun, they shall go. They shall go in the light of your countenance, Hashem. Okay, let's hop right into it. Da, no. Ki tshuva hilashuv et adabar lemakom shenitan misham. Rabbeinu explains and sets up what tshuva is. What's tshuva? To return something to the place which, from which it was taken from. That's tshuva. To return to the original place of something. This represents the aspect of the zaka, one of the melodies of the Torah. As in the Tikkun What is zaka? It was thrown back to the place from which it was taken. That's what it means, zaka. And the same is true of tshuva. And which place is that? Meaning, which place was it taken from? This is wisdom. Why does the Rabbeinu say it's wisdom? Because Rabbeinu proves it. For Chokhmah is the source of all things. It says, You made everything with wisdom. Which means everything was created with Chokhmah. This is why a person must guard his intellect from foreign wisdoms. And what are these four wisdoms? We can call them in the name of Bat Paro, the daughter of Paro. Let's see how. For the essence of wisdom means to attain completeness. My bad, sorry. For the essence of wisdom by means of which one attains completeness is only um is only wisdom of godliness. Meaning the wisdom through which one attains completeness is only through Chokhmot Elokut, the wisdom of Hashem. And all the other wisdoms are only wisdoms that are completely worth nothing. They're not wisdoms at all. And when it says Bat Paro, Bat Daughter, is hinting to wisdom that is not wisdom at all. Bring my sons from afar, and at the end it says, uh, and my daughters from the ends of the earth, etc. My daughters from the ends of the earth, meaning when it says, and my daughters, this is a reference to the exiles in the other lands. That their minds aren't settled like daughters are. The sons' minds are settled. The daughters are not settled. This is the, the galuyot of all the other lands. I think in comparison to Babel, I think it's a reference to. But the bat represents an unsettled mind. It's a wisdom that isn't there. Paro, leshon bitul. But paro is an expression of bitul negation. To negate oneself. As it says in Shemot, why are you distracting the nation? So, Paro comes from why are you distracting? This aspect of Bitul. 
And foreign wisdoms are the aspect of Kane a reed. We saw this in Torah 5. There's a holy reed. These are holy wisdoms. As it says in Mishle, acquire wisdom. Read. And Hashem did something opposite the other. Everything Hashem created was one opposite another. Meaning, just for there's a holy read, there's an evil read as well. There's a kane that exists within the evil forces. Rebuke the beast of the reed. This represents foreign wisdom. We see this in lesson 5. Um, we've seen this before. Israel he am kadosh, and the holy of and Israel am Israel. They are a holy nation. And each and every Jew from am Israel has a portion of God from above. Which represents chokmah. As it says, you created everything with wisdom. And through this name, they are called Reshit. Am Israel is called Reshit. Kodesh Israel Hashem Reshit. Nachalato, I believe. Not sure what the end of the verse there. That it says in Yamiya, Israel is holy to Hashem. They are the first of His yield over there. It says, But at the time of birth, But at the time of birthing, then the intellect is contracted by each and every person. But the second you begin to use your intellect to serve Hashem, to analyze the service of God, then your intellect begins to expand. It says about Shlomo's wisdom, that Shlomo's wisdom was greater. But when a person, God forbid, brings into his intellect, into the chambers of his mind, of his holy mind, foreign thoughts, bad thoughts, which are evil wisdoms we're talking about here. Then the holiness of his intellect decreases according to the space occupied by these foreign wisdoms. This, this outer wisdom within the holy chambers of the mind. And the Foreign wisdom is like a, a reed. Hinaut, my bad, sorry, is Hinaut. It's plunged. It's plunged into the holy mind. Like a reed, it's plunged. And because of this, these foreign wisdoms taking space within the mind of holiness, the space of holiness then is diminished. And through this kane, this reed, meaning this intellect, this evil intellect, through this evil intellect, this evil read, all these evil traits and these disgusting megunot, these despicable traits are collected and gathered in. When Shlomo married the daughter of Paro, Gabriel descended and plunged a reed into the sea. Meaning, what's Bat Paro? What we just talked about. Bat is whenever it's not a chokhmah, and Paro is this aspect of tafriu. Aspect of bitul, meaning that these chokmot chitzonyot are mevat. They're they're betelut. They're they're betelot. They're mamash. These chokmot chitzonyot, these wisdoms, um, represent nothing. They are absolutely nothing. They amount to nothing. This is what Shlomo married Bat Paro. Then what happened? Gabriel plunged the reed into the sea. 
we're understanding something here through this Gemara that Rabbanu just taught us. Hanu, meaning that above as well, from the devolution of growth of severities of strength. which is the aspect of what it says in the verse Yarat Gabriel in the in the Gemara that Gabriel descended. That from this Yarat Gavriel, from this devolution of Gurot, meaning all the way up from Gurot, when it starts descending, it creates a Susfi Dava, the dross of the gold, like the little dust of the gold, which represents the Ktipot. Why? Because the Ktipot are Chokhmot Chitunyot, foreign wisdoms. Which are also called a reed. And they are plunged into the sea. Which sea? What did it mean that like Gavriel came down? Meaning Gavriel is Gvura. Gvura descended down, and then what happened became this concept of the reed, which was plunged into the sea. Which sea? Plunged into the sea of wisdom. Meaning what? Now that it's plunged into the sea of wisdom, the chambers of the mind, these foreign wisdoms, it takes up the space of the holy mind. And a sand bank formed around this this place. What is a sand bank? These are the despicable traits that are created from these foreign wisdoms. And through this reed that Gabriel, Gabriel plunged into the sea, the great city of Rome was created. What's the great city of Rome? This is a reference to the supernal snake. Sorry, not the supernal snake. The primordial snake, the first snake. The Nachash. Which always latches onto holiness. This is why it's called Kerach Gadol. This is why it's called the great city. When it says krach, which means city, it's a play on the word hakaruch, which means to latch onto. That the, the serpent, the nachash, which is this concept of Rome, is constantly latching onto holiness and trying to obstruct Ptusha. How do we know that and krach is a play on the word hakaruch, to latch? Um, as it says in Gemara because of the great um, destruction it wrought. Um, I believe this is brought in Yoel. In Yoel chapter 2, verse 20, over there. That it's explained that Yetzirah specifically fights against Israel, and specifically against the great, meaning meaning against the, those who are Gadol, against those who are Gdolim, against those who are great, that it specifically fights. Um, as it's brought over there. Um, in the Gemara Sukkah, against the Tamid Chacham, the Yetzirah fights more than anyone. This is why the Nachash and the Yetzirah, the, the evil incarnation, is called Krach Gadol, a great city. Why? For it's constantly Karuch, latching onto the great people, the generation, more than other people. That the Nachash Yetzirah build his building. Through this foreign wisdom that he tries to attack those people from Iceland, especially the big ones. And afterwards, when a person guards himself from foreign wisdoms, 
That's not all. He also must constantly renew his intellect. And this is what it says. With his good, Hashem constantly renews the, the acts of creation. Why? For the novelty, the revelation of Bereshit, the creation of the world, is Chidusha Chokhmah. The revelation of wisdom, it says, You created everything with wisdom. For the revelation of the soul, sorry, for the not renewal of the soul, is the renew, sorry, for the renewal of the intellect is the renewal of the soul. For the intellect is the soul. It says in the neshama of the Almighty gives them understanding. So you see that the neshama and understanding are both connected. As Just as Hashem sustains the world, so too the soul sustains the body. We find that the neshama brings life to the body, and the neshama in itself is the intellect. As it says, Wisdom brings life to its possessor. So, just like wisdom brings life, and we just saw the neshama brings life to the body. So, we see that they're both connected. And this renewal of the mind, which we said is the renewal of the soul, how does one renew? Through sleep. So here Rabbi has three concepts. Avoid foreign wisdom. Second thing, once you do that, you have to renew your intellect at all time, which is the renewal of the soul. And the third thing is how do you do that? Through sleep. That in the morning it says in the verse, you renew each morning. Your faith is great. Meaning what? Meaning when the moach, the mind is tired, through sleep, they are renewed. The mind is renewed through sleep as it's brought, as, it's, as we see naturally. This is why we bless. He who gives strength to the tired. Because at the beginning we were tired, and now we are strengthened. And at the time of sleep, it's a time of sleep, then our mind which is the soul, comes within the aspect of faith. As it brought over there, the Zohar. But it says your faith is renewed each morning, basically. This idea that this renewal goes within to the faith and then gives, um, then your your mind is able to be recharged in a sense, your neshama is recharged, etc., etc. Rabbeinu explains there's many different aspects of sleep. For there is a physical sleep, which is the resting of the mind. There's also the aspect of learning. also learning. This is also called sleep in, in relation to the attachment. And to the attachment of the Creator. When your mind is attached to the Creator, when you study, this is a rest. Meaning the constant service of having to attach yourself to Hashem. When you study, it's a rest. Which type of limud is this? That is considered the study. That is, sorry, that is considered the resting of the mind. Which is a spiritual resting we're talking about here. 
there's physical resting, which is rest of the mind, and then there's the studying of Torah, a specific study of Torah, which is also considered resting. And which resting is that? This is the study of the simple aspects of the Torah, Pshat, which also represents sleep. This is brought in the Torah Pinchas, by the way. But as we see in the Gemara, also in Sanadrin, you made me dwell in the darkness. This is the Gemara, the Talmud, the Gemara Babel, the Talmud of Babel. This is the aspect of faith. As it says, Your faith was at night. Your faith and also says about night that you called night darkness, which means what's darkness? Talmud Bavli. And what's night? The aspect of faith. So we see here, so a person who's constantly attached to serving God, who's constantly in, in cleaving to Hashem, and his mind gets tired for the fact that he's in constant attachment to God, then he should learn the simple aspect of the Torah. When he does study these pshat of the Torah, then his intellect, meaning his soul, comes within the aspect of faith. As it says, it says, um, in the morning you, are, you renew. Your, your mornings renew. And you are completely renewed and strengthened from your from your from your weariness. <laughs> it's amazing, and this is why in the um, in the ta'amim, if you take a look at the ta'amim, you have the ta'am which is pashta, munach, and zarka. These are different types of ways to sing the Torah. Different types of signs. From the word from the simple aspects of the Torah. We just explained it was your faith which exists at night. Because what is night? It's darkness. And what's darkness? We explain it's Tamud Bavli. Why Pashta? Pashta is a play on the word the Pshata, the Torah, the simple aspect of the Torah, Tamud Bavli. Munach. Munach means what? This is the rest of the mind. Munach means the word Naicha, rest. Then your mind is renewed as it was at the beginning. And then what's the final time we were talking about? Zarka. Which is what? That it was thrown back to the place for which it was taken from. This is Tshuva. So let's see how Rabbeinu continues. And the essential intellect that one receives through faith, one can one doesn't receive it except by means of the light of the countenance. It says, in the light of the face of the living king. When it says living, this represents the mind. We saw earlier that wisdom brings life. So life is wisdom. And where does this wisdom come from? From the light of the countenance. By means of faith, which is called Malchut. You receive it through faith, which is called Malchut. Which is the aspect of Yerushalayim. 
מלכות אמונה זרדיאת כתיב ירושלים כמו שכתוב ומלכי צדק מלך שלם מלכי צדק the king of שלם and what does Unkelus explain this as? translate this as מלכת ירושלים the king of ירושלים והיא בחינת אמונה so we see that this מלכות represents ירושלים this makes sense but what did this have to do with אמונה? רבנו אקספרנס כמו שכתוב בן ישעיה, עיר הצדק יראה נאמנה. The city of righteousness is the city of the faithful. So we see that מלכי צדק, צדק is also righteousness, so here we're tying the word righteousness together. And עיר הצדק, the city of righteousness, קריה נאמנה is the faithful city. So we see here that righteousness, which is a reference to מלכי צדק, who is the king of Yerushalayim, also represents this concept of אמונה, as we see from the verse in ישעיה. This represents night also. This also represents night. Your faith is at night. This represents the simple aspects of the Torah. You sat me in dark places. And it says, And it says, and you called night darkness. This represents the small light. It says, There was a small city, as it says. And look in the Zohar, page 68, side 2. It also says, The small luminary for the rule at night. This is a reference to the moon, Malchut. This is the small luminary. And there's many aspects within the light of the countenance. For there are those who receive their intellect from the light of the countenance of the Torah. Why? Because the Torah has 70 faces, 70 countenances. So we see that the Torah also has an aspect of countenance. So you can receive your light from the countenance of the Torah. But there's some that will receive from the light of the face of the Tzadikim. When the tzaddik is kindly disposed toward this person. Then this person receives a completely new intellect and a new soul. For the essence of the mind, of intellect, of wisdom, comes from the light of the countenance. As we said earlier, this is a new verse, Rabbanu. Bring down, Rabbanu brings in Kohelet. The wisdom of man, Ta'ir Panav. Lights up his face. So we see that wisdom comes from the aspect of the face, or that it's shining through the face. But mainly that Rabbanu is explaining that one receives wisdom through the through the Ora Panim, the light of the countenance. Okay, we're going to stop here. Bezat Hashem will continue the lesson tomorrow. Bezat Hashem, Yisrochah Ben Wakadosh.